Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of in-the-trenches, tell-it-like-it-is reality therapy for personal, business, and real estate investing success. With your hosts, powerpreneurs, Angela Thomas and Ron Phillips, it's time to get real. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. I'm Angela Thomas, and I'm here with Ron Phillips. Hey, Ron. Hello, hello. Hey, so uh, today, I know we recently talked about um, how to know when you have equity in your in your property. Um, so we've already gone over that. If you haven't seen it, go back and I don't know what number it was, but there's one about equity where we talked all about how to know if it's uh, time to sell based off the equity that you have in your property. And if you can't find it, just go back to number one. Um, listen to all of them. <laughs> yes. It. And they're all great. So just yeah, you might as well just listen all anyway. Okay. Uh, but you know, once you've figured that out and you know that it is the right time to sell, um, because you're going to make money off of it, you have some questions to ask, like, how do, what do I do now? What do I do when it's time to sell it? How do I prepare to sell it? How do I get, you know, the best price? Um, there's quite a few different things to consider. So, uh, first off the biggest question, if you have an investment property is, do do. You, yeah, which you do, right. Uh, do you sell it as an investment property or retail? Ooh, great question, Angela. Yeah. And we get this question all the time because we, uh, help our, our, uh, buyers, like we, we help them find the property, we help them buy the property. And then we help them, uh, through the next steps of their investment journey. So we help I feel them. Like we should do a phone, a friend episode where we just pick up the phone and call somebody and ask them some of these questions and just see what they say. Yeah. It might be fun. <laughs> All right, I'm down. Yeah. We put them on speakerphone and it'll be like... Uh, it'll be know, like a radio just, show. Yeah. What do you think uh, about this? We'll just get on our phones and we'll pick somebody randomly, some friend, and we'll say, hey, we're live right now. No and pressure. And we a question for you. And this one could be like, do you sell your investment property as an investment property or do you sell it retail? And then just see what they say. Go. Go. <laughs> And hopefully we pick, you know, a friend that doesn't know anything about investing and it'll be really funny. I have tons of them. So, yeah, I mean, okay, great. Great. if we used mine, it would be like Russian roulette. It would be fantastic. Yes. You know? Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> I think we should do it. All right. So, uh, yeah, we'll do that sometime. We'll think about it, Ron. Great idea. Yeah, we, have to, we have to work on the technology because yeah. right now putting them on speakerphone would be really hard. Yeah, it would. Okay. So, uh, let's talk about you know, our opinion on this and then we can call a friend oh. later. So, <laughs> all right. So deciding to sell as an investment. So we get most people that, uh, buy investments with us, they, they want to just sell it as an investment because it seems easier. And it, I mean, it probably is easier, uh, because well, it definitely, it definitely is easier. Right. Cause you don't have to, uh, you don't have to worry about when your tenants lease is up, right. You can just leave yep. your tenant, uh, way more liquid. Right. So, I mean, if you, I mean, the, the, one of the big cons for investing in real estate is that it's not liquid. Right. You can't exactly. just go, Hey, I'm going to go push a button and my house is going to be gone and all the equity is going to be in my account. It's going to be fantastic. Like a stock. That's just not the way it works. Exactly. So, yeah. This makes it a little bit more liquid because again, you don't have to worry about your tenant. You don't have to, you, don't have to, you continue. Simple. Yeah. 
Uh, they continue to pay you rent, which is, you know, that's, that's always, bonus. that's always good. Yeah. So instead of incurring holding costs, you know, you're collecting rent while you're listing your property, yep. which is, yeah, that's definitely a big plus for most people. Right. Um, we like money. Uh, so your holding costs obviously are lower or non-existent at all, or you're making money. Um, you don't have to fix up the property. This is a huge one. Um, maybe, you know, you go in while your tenants there and put in some new carpet or, you know, fix major things that an investor would care about, or if there's a roof problem or, you know, something, something big you'd have to fix. Right. Um, but you don't have to go in and make it show ready. Uh, because you're not going to be having uh, normal, typical homeowners coming through, right? right. Who's your, who's going to buy your house? Investors really don't care about all that stuff. They care about the numbers. At least they shouldn't. And they care about, um, you know, most importantly, they care about the big items that are going to cost them money, right? Right. And that's it. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, you just don't, you don't have the dude down the street and, and his wife and his kids traipsing through your house and picking apart everything they don't like about it. Yes. And since I just sold a house, I have a lot to say on the subject, but I'll try not to subject for Angela. So my my gosh. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I I am so sorry that I don't have white cabinets in my house. I sold, man. I had this gorgeous knotted Oak that I love. Um, but apparently people get really upset if you don't have those damn painted white cabinets. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I just couldn't believe some of the things these homeowners get upset about, you know, like uh, they don't like the color of something that was obvious. They don't like, uh, you know, what's uh, the way your house is facing. We actually had people that said they wanted to put an offer in, but they didn't realize our house was facing uh, whatever south. I don't know. I think it's south. Um, Apparently that's an issue. So, I mean, you know, these are things that a homeowner cares about that a investor will not. They don't care which way your house is facing or right. your cabinet color. I mean, as long as they can rent it, it's all good. So I got so upset with all those showings. My realtor be like, yeah, they love it, except <laughs> fill except in the blank. They, they want you except to they hate rip it. out all of your cabinets and put in white ones. Yeah, or paint that gorgeous wood white. Now, that upsets me. I know most people are cool with it, but... Ugh. <laughs> so all right that's so a, you don't have to that's a that. big that's a big huge hey this is way easier over here okay but while you're making this decision there's more to there i mean there's more that you need to think about right because you'll probably are going to give up some money if you sell it to an investor i have never seen a scenario where uh they made the same amount of money selling it to an investor i mean Every time somebody comes to us and we compare it, never is really. And I, I haven't though. I didn't say never. I didn't say it's never happened. I've never seen it where somebody can make the same amount of money selling it as an investment. So, have you seen it, Ron? You've seen it. I don't know that I have. <laughs> okay, I wasn't trying. I mean, I do like. I'm not sure that I paid that much attention, but I don't know that I have either. Okay. Well, I actually see quite a few of these because people come to us and we have our realtor on the ground. Um, our connection, you know, look up comps for them. And we compare what they would get selling it to our buyers uh, compared to selling it retail. Yes. And uh, nearly always the numbers are higher. Yes. So, so that is the giant con. So you have all these pros selling it as an investment that sound pretty sexy, 
to use Ron's word. Uh, but the con, <laughs> getting less money is uh, is the one that really matters, don't you think, as an investor? I yeah, mean, that's, that's the big one. If it's less, then it's a big deal, right? It's a big deal. Usually in, in a market like we have currently, it is most likely going to be substantially less. Yeah. And once again, this is just a numbers question. You're running a business here. Your, your investments are a business. Yep. Um, so obviously you have to compare the spread that you would get selling at retail. Um, does it make up for these the other pros that you're missing out on the pain in the butt? And the fact that if you're selling at retail, like we said, you have to make it show ready and it has to be what people want in this market. So and- I should have painted my cabinets white. I should have. If I wanted to sell it fast and get top dollar, I should have just bit the bullet and painted those damn cabinets. So, uh, so that's the big. I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but the cabinets were a touchy subject with Andrew. They're a really touchy subject. I just, I don't agree. Times a week about these people who uh, who come in. You would think after the after the twenty fifth person that came in and said, "I just wish it had white cabinets," that Angela would just said, "Fine, okay, I'll paint them. I'll give you some money to paint the cabinets white." Oh, I did say that, but it just ruined it that they weren't white. So, (sighs) yeah. Um, But anyway, I was an idiot. I admit it. It's okay. I'm a little, I'm I'm pretty stubborn. Uh, Don't be stubborn like me. Um, You're going, if you decide to go retail because the (laughs) the price is, (laughs) Ron's laughing. Sorry. Angela Uh, may be stubborn. Those of you who don't know Angela, she may be a little bit stubborn. So like just a tiny bit. All right. Tiny bit. Like a little. Yeah. So. Uh, it's the German in her. No offense yeah. to any of you German people who aren't stubborn. <laughs> I don't know any, but, it, but I don't know any Germans that aren't I don't stubborn. Know any Germans that I want to hear from you. Yeah. If yeah. you don't have a temper and you're not stubborn, I mean, are you really we should German? interview on the podcast because you're an anomaly. There's probably yeah. something else really special about you too. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. But anyway, uh, so you do have to compare the uh, extra money you're going to get in a retail sale and compare the numbers to the money you're going to have to put in to make it show ready. Um, and, you know, you're going to have to deal with all, all these extra, you know, all this extra crap, all these homeowners going through your house okay. and being picky well, on your inspection. In, let's put this into perspective just for a second, though, Great. because Go in the reality, it. are you the one that's going to be dealing with all the crap? No, really, you're not. Because you're not Angela, you're not living in the house, and it's a long ways away from you, and there's someone else who's going to be dealing with all of this stuff. Now, they are going to call you and say, uh, the person didn't like your house because the cabinets weren't white. But yeah, you, do not so. have to, you do not have to <laughs> deal with any of this stuff. You Nor also don't you have any emotional attachment to it. So you don't care if correct. they paint your cabinets white because you don't live there. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. So put in proper perspective and eliminating Angela's crazy story uh, entirely because yes, it it's not really relevant at all. Not sure why we wasted five minutes on your story, Angela. Hey, ouch, ouch. We could edit it out, but I thought it was kind of fun. So no, it was fun. So we'll leave it in. Right. But anyway, <clears throat> you don't have to deal with all that stuff. So this is, it comes back to a math problem. This is a math problem again, right? So there is a pain in the butt factor. It's going to be smaller than Angela's, but it's still going to be there because you're still going to have to deal smaller with it. Smaller than Angela's butt. Yes. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> okay. So uh, I completely lost my train of thought now. What have you done to me? I'm let's, sorry. I'm uh, sorry. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's just move on. It's a math problem. It's a math problem. Math. All right. Figure do the out. math, do the due diligence. And, and most of the time for the people that come to us with this issue, um, it, it makes way more sense to sell at retail. It just does. And you just have to bite the bullet because you're an investor and you want to make a return. 
And you want to have enough uh, profit from selling your home that you can invest in something that hopefully makes you more money, right? Isn't that the goal? Yep. Absolutely. There you have it. All right. Uh, so Is there anything else we need to know, Angela? Yeah. Not about me. Not about my house. We're done with that. So Okay. Yeah, let's just move on down the road here. Um, And now that we, let's just say we've decided to sell our investment property retail. Because because most likely that's the best scenario. We are investor sharks and we're going to make the most money we can here. Top dollar, baby. Top dollar. uh, So first off, quick side note, you do have to make sure that you uh, start selling it, obviously, after your tenant's lease is up. Um, right, Ron? I mean, is there any way around that? Where I told you that it's probably more liquid if you sell it as an investment property, less liquid if you don't, right? Because if you, if you decide you want to sell it halfway through a 12 month lease, you're probably going to need to wait six months. Yep. So sorry. Yeah. Unless you want to buy them out, which you don't. So, (laughs) all right. Uh, So first of all, you have to decide, um, you have to know your market. So not just knowing when their lease is up, if you're deciding to sell it retail, um, it's also important to kind of know what, what market you're in or, you know, is it favoring buyers or sellers? How fast are properties moving? Um, What can your house sell for? Uh, I mean, those are all important things to know so that you have the correct expectations going into this. Yeah, it's, it, it's also really important too that whoever you're working with knows the retail market, right? So you wouldn't call me in any oh, yeah. one of the markets that I'm in and say, Ron, uh, I want to retail my house. What's a good price? Because Ron doesn't know. In no. addition to that, I also don't know uh, when I walk through the house, I'm not the guy who can go through there and go, man, if you just did this, this, and this, you could get another 15 grand out of your house. I, I don't, that's not me. Okay. I'm not the HGTV guy. I don't know any of that stuff. <laughs> right. But there are people who do know that stuff. And those are the people that you should be working with. Right. The yeah. people who can walk through and go, man, you have two massive bedrooms. Did you know that if you just built a wall in a closet right here, this home could be a four bedroom and you would get $15,000 more. Or, you know, did you know that if your cabinets were white? Oh, come on. Don't go there again. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <clears throat> so you need to know your market and you need to understand uh, how to maximize the dollar value out of your home. Right. Yep. Really, really important. Really important. So yeah, if you don't have a, uh, you know, someone on the ground where your property is. I mean, it's easy if your property is, you know, a couple miles away, you can just find a still, local no, realtor. Let, let me just, okay. Still, okay. It's not easy. Still, it's you have to have a professional because you are not. So when I sold okay. my house in Utah, I hired a professional. I am a real estate broker. Could have done it myself. Challenge yes. is I'm not a retail agent. You want the best retail agent sell your property because they're going to get more money from, from than, than, than I, than I would right? Because people are going to come through. And if I were showing them the house and it matched everything they wanted, I would be signing a contract, right? And I would, un- I would not understand why we're not moving forward. I don't get it. And yep. I would probably irritate a whole lot of people because I don't, <laughs> For don't sure. like the house. Why are we not buying it? Let's just buy it right now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So do your research. You got to find the best on the ground realtor to find you comps that are accurate, to help you price your house, to help you know how to get top dollar for it. Um, and to get it to move. So you got to make sure they have a good track record and history. Don't hire some newbie that's a relative. <laughs> Sorry, just had to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, don't 
don't hire, don't hire aunt uh, whoever. No, no, or or your your no your nephew that yeah just got out of out of realtor school. That's a bad idea. Prison, so. either way. Or prison. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hire them. <laughs> okay, so you're you're not you know you're not flipping your house. Um, you're selling at retail. You're you know you've made great profit on it hopefully the whole time with your tenant. Um, so it's not like you need to do a huge rehab on it. Hopefully it's already, you know, livable. Um, but don't neglect the obvious ways like cabinets to add value to your house. Okay. (laughs) So don't uh, do do the small stuff that makes a big difference. Yes. It doesn't have to be crazy expensive. Yes. Yes. So some things I did on my house, and I know it's not the same because it was, you know, not an investment property, but um, fresh paint to brighten it up. Uh, people yep. love bright lighting fixtures. If your lighting fixtures are outdated, those things are cheap. I freaking with my dad replaced the lighting fixtures myself. I wouldn't recommend it. It took longer than I thought, but it's not that yes, hard. Disclaimer: We would never recommend that. Don't do that yourself. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't cost that much to replace lighting fixtures. But we are saying that if Angela can do it, anybody can do it. If I and can if do it, you can't yeah. do it. And Angela can do it. Uh, yeah, still, I'm, no, I'm not still handy. suggesting that you not do it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Disclaimer: uh, New carpet. New carpet. You know. Uh, people and, and carpet and paint, I just want to say real quick, are not things that, that, um, people can overlook. You can't just say, I'm going to, I've seen so many houses that are like, you know, we'll give you a, uh, you know, we'll give you money at close to replace the carpet or to paint it. Bad idea. Cause they walk in there and you got gross stained, smelly carpet or, you know, smoke in the walls or gross, yep. whatever dingy looking yeah, people can't overlook that. They'll just think your house is disgusting. So, and they won't want to live there. <laughs> and guys, there are websites that you can go to where, like Angela is saying, where you can get expensive looking fixtures that are not expensive. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So I looked up expensive looking fixtures and then found uh, knockoff ones at Home Depot. <laughs> there you go. Done. For like $90 each. So, and they were gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There you go. You're welcome. Um, but anyway, don't overlook these things. You might think, yeah, I'll just sell it as is and maybe, you know, get a, you know, I'll take the little hit or whatever, but it's a bigger deal than you think. And it'll make your house sit there a long time if you're not willing to, um, you know, do those little things to make it look nice. So people want to live there. Remember, You're losing money every month. Yep. Both in rent and in the holding costs, right? So So you're losing money. It's best to just make the thing work, list it one time, sell the thing, and do it fast. Yep. Another little thing I want to say on that, um, make sure that you know know, you're pricing it correctly. Once again, I just, you know, make sure you have a very uh, qualified real estate agent because it really turns people off and looks really bad if you keep changing the price or lowering it and it's on the market forever. Um, so don't be greedy with it. You got to know what it's actually worth, um, and price it correctly the first time. And so. a, and a professional real estate agent or broker that is really good at what they do. They want to maximize the dollar anyway, because they get paid on a commission, right? right. So it's really important to get one that's not overpricing your property so that they can get a higher commission, but they don't know what they're doing. Exactly. It's really, really important. And the yeah. top sales, the ones that actually move houses, 
they know where the spot is that this, look, this is going to move and it's going to move quickly at this price. If you price it above this, usually, who knows? Yeah. Usually the professionals will go, if you're going to price it way above this, I'm out because I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to work that hard to sell this property when I know it's not going to sell. Right. A exactly. professional will turn down the listing if you want to overprice it. Yeah. Yeah, it's the amateur that will take it and list it higher, not the professional. And and that kind of leads us right into uh, the third thing is, you know, know what you want when you're going into this deal. Um, And you need to be the professional and the business owner. um, And that means knowing your numbers, right? Knowing the minimum amount that you can get out of this property, um, knowing the lowest offer that you'll take. Um, What's your overall goal for the deal? You know, do you want it to go really fast? Or are you waiting for the absolute best offer you can get? Um, how long can you afford to hold it? How long can it stay on the market? Um, these are all questions you need to figure out before you go into it so that you're not just, and, you, know. you know. Caveat, guys, we're, we're, we're currently talking about normal, everyday, you know, rental properties. We're not talking about million-dollar house you know, oh yeah, no, <laughs> no. It takes longer to sell because it takes a unique client, right? Yeah, that's not what we're talking about. So, if your investment property is on the upper end of things, you need a different kind of realtor. Still need a professional, but you need a different kind of retail realtor, right? There are realtors that specialize in in certain market segments, and you got to know which one of those you need as well. So, just to clarify, we're talking about the normal, you know every day, relatively inexpensive. Yep. Um, the houses that we sell and tell people to buy. That's yes. what we're talking about. Yes. So um, if you happen to have one and it doesn't fit into this category, then disregard every, most of everything that we talked about <laughs> is also right. But now you really can't skimp on the fixtures. You really can't skimp on the paint. You know, you really need to make the house look like a like little bit better worth. than all the other houses in your price band. And you need a specialized realtor who is going to be able to help you sell that property in that particular price band in those neighborhoods. Cause okay. it's a different realtor people. Okay. Yep. Thanks for that, Ron. Uh, one last thing I want to say about this too, with expectations, um, be prepared. If you're selling retail, you got to be prepared for that inspection. I'm sure most of you have done this multiple times, but I, it's very rare that inspection goes super well and there's nothing wrong with your house. And usually your uh, typical homeowner type buyer freaks out about every little thing on that inspection and thinks they're going to be killed in their sleep by things that are ridiculous to, you know, most people, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, so you got to be prepared for that and you got to have a plan in place. Most things you can, you know, they don't cost that much money to repair and it's usually cheaper to just make the dang repairs than to, um, try to find a new buyer. So, um, make sure you have a plan in place for all the things that might come up in that inspection and be prepared that it's probably not going to be, you know, smooth. And yeah. So don't, don't get offended. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Inspectors find everything wrong with every house. Don't get all pissed off. Again, this is a math problem, right? I mean, sometimes you get this major list of repairs and you're like, I'm not, I'm not fixing that much stuff. This is absurd, this is right? Ridiculous. My house is fine. This, yeah. It's all tiny little stuff. It's going to cost you like 1500 bucks to fix and you're getting all, you know, up in arms. Yeah. I'm sorry to bring mine up again, but I yeah, had yeah, stuff no, like no, a drawer, 
a drawer was loose in my, uh, in my bathroom, uh, cabinet fixture. Like the drawer was like the screws were loose in the drawer that took up a big old section on my report. Okay. All I had to do was take a screwdriver and go, uh, tighten a couple screws. So, I mean, that kind of stuff ends up on your report. Um, yep. and it upsets buyers. They're like, well, the house is falling apart. That drawer's loose. So and it upsets the sellers and, you yeah. know, and, and then the whole deal, the whole thing. Yeah. Over, over what mathematically people is not very much money. So, you know, let's just, just keep your cool when the inspection report comes, look at this thing from a financial perspective instead of from their assaulting me perspective, (laughs) right? And then you can make a, you can make a financial decision that says, okay, this is really not as bad as I thought it was. So based on that, it's worth me spending $800 to make these people happy so that I can close my property, not pay more holding costs, not try to find another person, not have this thing sit for another 15 to 30 days. Um, and you got to take into consideration, right? If you get, if you got eight backup offers, you may just say, you know what? Screw you. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. But there if you are don't cases. have eight backup offers, again, this is a math problem. You can't. Yeah. And how long did it take you to get that first offer? That's another thing, right? If it sat there for, you know, 30 days or whatever, and you didn't get an offer. Understand too, that the next person's going to do an inspection. They're probably going to find the same stuff, maybe more. You don't know. And it's going to take another, it's going to take 30 days minimum for them to close with their loan. So you're just, you're pissing away more time and you're stepping over dollar bills to pick up nickels. Unless the thing is really, really expensive, whatever they want you to fix. And it's absurd yeah. because if, if it's expensive to fix and it's not absurd, you're still going to have to fix it. Right. So, <laughs> right. So Sorry. don't yep. lose your brain. Sometimes when people are selling properties, they completely go lunatic. And they take it personally. You got to know none of this is personal. It's not an assault you know, like, on you. Like white cabinets. Yeah. Okay. 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 I took it personally. Fine. But don't be like me. All right. Don't be like Angela. Angela. I'm going to put it on a bracelet. You guys can get it. Okay. Uh, So basically what we're saying here, do your research, use this podcast maybe to, you know, go through and, and look at all these different aspects of your property. And you got some decisions to make before you actually jump out and put it on the, on the market. Um, and you know, if you make all these decisions in advance, it makes your life a whole heck of a lot easier. So that's, that's all I got to say on this. Ron, you good? Hmm. I was just searching. Don't be like Angela.com oh my God. It is available. So is technically really? if we wanted to put up a site and sell, don't be like Angela bracelets, we could <laughs> domain yes. is available. All right. Yeah. Is it, is it, uh, is it cheap? Is it like 11? I also would like you to note that, well, yeah, it's 99 cents, but it says on the other side, the reason this is great is because don't and like are high value keywords. Hey, average is like $2,000, um, for a website like this. All right. Widely used keywords. So now I got to go buy it. So nobody else does. Now we guys, I want you guys to all know that we had no intention of monetizing our podcast, but it sounds like there may be a side hustle going on here where Angela and I are going to sell. (laughs) Don't be like Angela. Don't be like Angela bracelets. All right. Guys. I'm glad we probably come up with something cool for the guys, right? We don't want them to have like a, a no, no, no. Bracelet. They'll be like those cool, like, uh, you know, uh, plastic bracelets that guys oh. wear. 
Yeah, with um, the don't be like Angela. Hashtag neutral. don't be like Angela on it. Gender neutral, which will also not get us in trouble. Yes, and, and they'll be cheap. So, okay. That way, all of the genders, I don't remember how many there are, but all of them can wear it and, and feel like they're okay. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I love it. Don't be like right. Angela.com. Okay, check it out. Um, also, on a you know more serious note, if you want to check out our podcast, uh, go to getrealestatesuccess.com. Which is sometimes not serious, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, I like it. Uh, yeah, leave us any comments you have, any feedback, um, or we would love if you guys have ideas for future topics that you want us to discuss, um, serious or not. And then uh, also check us out on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Get Real Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ron. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.